0: I'm the best in the world at what I do. I've been the best since day one. On this microphone, in the booth, in my bed, I live it. I breathe it.
1: I am To me, finally, but never forget, I go always get grimy. At my best in the dirt, play to your piney. Sons of who man of the apocalypse. The seven seals are broken. Those who know know what time it is. Just a sprinkle come to me out of the blue. I guess I'm just a vessel. Just to since I'm through, I have no right to fight it. I gotta carry it through. Stay true to you. Signing off, Donny Ooh.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Steph, formerly known as Donnie U, Donnie Chow, and all the other good shit. One thing that hasn't changed, I'm still voicing the motherfucking voiceless, still facing the faceless. Your blue-collar hero to the widows and the masses.
0: up people welcome to another edition of the world Now. hardly ever listened to salty thoughts of donnie u podcast featuring the one and only donnie u best of whatever he does you know when i was thinking about or should i say when i was getting ready to press record a couple of other thoughts came to my mind how i was gonna set this shit off you know uh couple of other adjectives on how to describe this social thoughts of Donnie U podcast. And uh, one of the thoughts that came to my mind was the mud show of the podcasting world, the outlaw mud show of the podcasting world. Those who know, no, those who don't, don't not a proud to say, it, but listen, listen, you know, a lot of information gets out anyway. Not a fan, not a fan. But um, that saying instantly came to my mind. And uh, yeah, so either way, how's everybody doing? You know, I know, I know I'm know, i about like two days late on dropping this shit. Kind of messed up the little schedule I, pl- I was planning, but I'm going to run through it anyway. And as usual, when I'm behind or even when I'm not behind, I give y'all a little look behind the curtain of what the fuck was really going on. And to be blunt, totally blunt, Saturday night when I got off the shoot job, I came home and I had everything outlined on how I was going to, how I was going to tackle the subject at hand this week. But then at the same time, that motivation that I had to press record was greatly outweighed by the motivation I had to continue playing my NBA 2K in which I'm in the conference finals in both conferences. Ain't that a bitch? So I don't know. I was just catching the I was catching the fever, I guess. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to really want to rush it. Maybe some more news will come out. And uh yeah, I'll put this to the back burner. Fast forward to Sunday, I decided to do some OT at the shoot job. So I got off by midnight, and I was figuring I was going to do it then. And then I remembered, oh, I'm having company. One of my beloved nieces was spending the night. So, uh, yeah, got to devote that family time. So that was Sunday night. Monday morning got up, and I was like, Shh, okay. And some more news dropped, which luckily i could use that as an excuse and uh yeah so here we go late monday night early tuesday morning and i'm finally getting this shit on the way and yeah i'm three minutes in i haven't told y'all what i'm talking about but that's per usual what i'm talking about is the news that dropped this past friday for All the wrestling heads out there, and yes, uh, once again, for all the non wrestling hands out there, heads out there, this is going to be a wrestling centric episode. Trust and believe, I'm going to double back. My plan is to double back, and I will get more into that after I finally tell y'all what this re- episode is going to be about. It's going to be about Vince McMahon retiring from creative from an active quote unquote position or should I say a quote-unquote active position in the company in which he has ran for over 45, 50 years. A company in which the name is synonymous with him and he's synonymous with his company. And uh, yeah, it wasn't like the normal retirement because as recently as a month ago, he was very defiant in the fact that he wasn't going no effing where but we would get into that because that is a very controversial situation that i've kind of neglected and stayed away from to a certain degree but with his retirement and the impending changes that's on the horizon we're gonna have to get into that and as y'all know and if y'all don't know, I'm going to let y'all know now. I am really going to try to skirt around. Oh, matter of fact, I'm not try to skirt around, but try to be as discreet as possible. But some views will be deemed non-politically correct. I'm letting y'all know that right now. I also would like to apologize beforehand if I do offend anybody with what comes out of my spout. It would not be intentional at least Not to the current mind But if you feel offended I do apologize beforehand Because the only way I'm going to be able to Speak about this without really drawing This shit out and for people to Actually get the gist of what I'm Trying to say or What has happened Is for me to be as blunt as possible And sometimes that might be Crude and like I said I apologize beforehand But yes That is what's going to be on deck this week. The retirement of Vince McMahon. The repercussions of what's going to happen in the wrestling world. Because twofold, number one, I really didn't have nothing planned to talk about because we're in that dry spot. what's going to talk about the All-Star Game. Whoopi, will be the American League One for the ninth time in a row. What else is fucking new? Pete Alonzo, you know... Uh, Didn't get his third straight consecutive home run title. Okay, whatever. And we have the Subway Series with the fucking Yankees and my beloved Amazons on the horizon. Matter of fact, not even on the horizon. It's going to be later on tonight. Around 7 or so with a two-game set. And uh, since that was really the elephant in the room of what I might have been talking about, if anything sports-related, I figured to have some ammunition, even on my, either on my side, or on the sides of those fucking Yankees, I should just, I could either wait until that two-game set is up, and try to combine it with this wrestling shit? No, 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 no. So I'm going to give you a wrestling shit now. And then I'm going to double back Wednesday night, early Thursday morning. With a quick reaction of the two-game set in which, hopefully, my Amazons will have swept and cleaned the mat with those fucking Yankees. And I've been seven minutes in. The last two minutes of talking about those fucking Yankees and I've neglected to call them in which what I told y'all I was going to call them for the duration of this regular season in Major League Baseball. Not only are they the fucking Yankees, but from now on, they will be referred to as the fucking
1: Yankees.
0: McDowell. Yeah, I'm going to consider yourself spared because we are like-minded, hopefully. Well, we are like-minded when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. We are like-minded in our love for professional wrestling in which, and since this is a wrestling episode, I will spare you the verbal ass-whipping that you richly, so richly deserve, Mr. McDowell, regardless. So that's what's on deck this week. I'm going to double back within two days for a quick reaction of the Mets and the Yankees' first salvo in the 2022 Subway Series. Yeah. So without with all that being said and done, let's get this shit on the road, huh? Without further ado, good night. Mwah, and goodbye. Bye. Vince McMahon, going on seventy-seven years old, retired this past Friday from an active position in WWE. He stepped down as the CEO last month, in which his daughter, Stephanie McMahon, at the time held that position as temporary CEO of the company. And the reason why all this movement started was because the World the Wall Street Journal came out with an article and Mid June, um, discussing um, that uh, they found out that Vince McMahon also had paid off a couple females in the past and uh, exchanged sexual favors for bonus pay, better positions, so forth. It also came out around that time, that um, these women that um, he had extramarital affairs with. um, Once he discarded of them, he uh, discarded of them to uh, John Laranitis, who was the head of talent relations at that time. So when the allegations first came out, Vince was very defiant, made sure he got on SmackDown, came up with some rambling bullshit, stayed for like two minutes, and walked off. And, sources say, news got out that he once he went backstage, he looked at everybody and said, Fuck them! Fuck them all! Pretty much, I ain't going no effing where. And... At the time, nothing really happened. There was no great, you know, uh, public outcry for his removal. Nothing, you know, I mean, even old news came out, or people started putting out old news or articles about how he uh assisted Jimmy Snooker getting away with murder literally back in the 80s, back in Allentown, Pennsylvania. They start going down, quote unquote, uh, all the wrestlers that was under his uh, employ that passed away due to, you know, uh, complications from drug abuse and all that. None of that really ramped up at all. Stock price didn't really drop. Ratings actually increased. So it was like, well, why is he going to leave? He had no reason to leave then the other one then the other shoe dropped or should i say the first shoe dropped when it came out of a 12 he had paid out 12 million dollars in a uh, nda to an individual a former a former individual or active rest uh active individual on the roster in 2005 2006 And there was um heat when it came to that. Not 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 backstage heat. Like, okay, well, if it came out that he used company money to do so, then that's criminal. Being the and if you're the CEO and you have any type of criminality to you, especially when it comes to quote unquote embezzling of money due to an extramarital sexual affair, that puts the company in jeopardy. So he stepped down as CEO, said, you know what? I'm just going to be a regular worker. I'm going to just concentrate on creative. So he did that. But everybody figured they got to be something. Something's going, Something's going on. Something's going on. Something's going on. You hadn't heard of any of the individuals that were rumored that it might have been either defending their name or uh, coming out and say, yeah, that's me. You know, you had a, a, a segment of the population that was paying attention that felt like, well, what's really criminal about what he did? Is it morally right? No, 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 it isn't. I mean, yeah, he was Fucking these broads in exchange. Well, they was effing him in exchange for money and better positions. Now that's very that's a very touchy subject for yours truly, especially being the fact that I just had two of my daughters on this platform who I love very dearly and my wife, who I love very dearly, and my nieces, and my sister, who I love very dearly. So I, it's just, I'm gonna tread lightly when it comes to my thoughts. But um, everybody knew something else was gonna drop. And all of a sudden the bombshell came out, not so much the bombshell to actually push him out, The Barnes show that he's actually stepping down. If he's stepping down voluntarily, either behind the scenes, especially behind the scenes, there must have been a movement of better now than later because you was going to have to do it regardless so you might as well get ahead of it. That I'm quite sure that was the reasoning behind it. Now, I, like I said, I, just to get myself out of hot water, if I potentially even... Because I just feel like it's starting to get warm in here. Probably because of the things I'm thinking. Why do you believe there's something else? Really? Think about it. Think about it. Right now, matter of fact, scratch that. This is what's going on currently. You have Stephanie McMahon, who is the CEO, co-CEO with Nick Khan. As recently as this afternoon, they placed Triple H, Paul Levesque. They placed him as the head of creative. Also, he is the head, the executive vice president of Talent Relations. This is going... A lot of people are... I'm sorry, y'all. I was about to go into a tangent because I really had lost my train of thought of where I was going. And the way I'm doing this right now for some reason, it, it doesn't allow you to pause it. It's either all or nothing. You have to cut it off. And then... so. I was like, you know, instead of rambling and eventually getting back, let me just cut it off and I'll start from now. What I was trying to what I was trying to eventually get to is what's what's making this difficult for a lot of people is how do you think about it? How do you feel about it? How how does his how should his legacy be? approached because yes i can say for myself and i guess this is going to be another story time story time with donnie O. I i started watching wrestling when i was about nine right I think I might have saw Hulk Hogan because he might have when he was on Saturday Night Live right before the first WrestleMania only because he was with Mr. T. I didn't know really nothing about wrestling. But when I saw it. I was hooked. So my first encounter with it was my mom. She had a boyfriend that lived in Queens, so we would go out there a lot. And he was a wrestling fanatic. He was a Bayesian. <laughs> which, are, which are coming to play later. So he loves wrestling. He used to be like, "You're Tony Atlas, but you're yeah, Rocky Johnson, Sawman, boy. Sawman, Rocky Johnson, or oh. Bobby Bachlin, Bobby Bachlin, do he no joke, he no joke. <laughs> so he used to always he used to have tapes, or when we would go to the video shop, he would bring home tapes, and I would watch them, and I was hooked. Next thing I know, I'm I'm asking my mother, we need to go to the video shop, we need to go to the video shop i have an impulsive verse i have obsessive what obsessive impulsive personality like once i like something i like it so i was like at least three times a week we're going to the video shop getting like for as many videos that they had and i never wanted to see the same thing twice so this is coliseum coliseum video days so you had the the Hokemenia collection you had Roddy Roddy Piper and his feud with Jimmy Snooker I think I think I might have been I might have been able to watch what was it was it Battle of the Belts 85 can't remember but regardless that was my thing and the the one person that was a constant especially staying up staying up until 11.30 at night to watch Saturday Night Live, I mean, Saturday Night Main Event, especially before you could kind of figure out what the pattern was. So, some Saturdays it would just be on. And you wouldn't even know. They wouldn't advertise it. It would just be on. So the one person, the one thing that stood out and made you engrossed, besides Hulk Hogan, especially in the ladies' years, now that we know, Hulk Hogan's race to the ass was Vince McMahon because he would have these loud, bright, clown looking fucking suits, and he would have this welcome to WrestleMania, welcome to Superstars of Wrestling. But he was only the announcer, that's all regular fans knew him as was only the announcer. Oh, what a maneuver! He never called no moves. He never said, oh, what a suplex. Oh, he got him in a sleeper. He was like, oh, 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 what a maneuver! Like, but regardless, he made you hype about it, though. And from... My first experience with WWE, WWF at the time, told y'all Saturday night or Saturday evening at 6 o'clock, Channel 9. Matter of fact, I think it was on, yeah, it was was on Channel 9, then it flipped over to Channel 5. Then 11 o'clock, Sunday morning, Channel 5. Then they flipped over to Channel 9, Wrestling Challenge, Superstars of Wrestling then in new york we had uhf which was like the off channel so especially if you had a good antenna you would be able to get them. and like in 86 85 86 they had this channel called u68 which was a, a music video channel and they would play all these songs pretty much all the songs that was that was out all the videos that was out they were playing. And I remember one of the first rapping videos I saw was the Rapping Duke, da 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 da. Yo, that pretty much that was the commercial, damn near for U68, because that shit was so popular. Because that shit was so stupid. Looking back, the Rapping Duke <laughs> on the way. Dun, 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 dun. Dude. Yo, so since I used to watch these videos, I stumbled across wrestling. U68 would have wrestling on every night from 7 to 8. And every night it was a different territory. Yeah, just different territory. So I believe Monday nights was California, California wrestling, wrestling for California. Then you had Tuesday nights, you had old school world-class, world-class championship wrestling. So pretty much like the the classics. Wednesday, you had damn, who did you have? I think you had um regular world-class championship wrestling, up to date. Friday, I can't remember Thursday. That's why I skipped it. Friday, I know you had NWA Pro Wrestling. NWA Pro Wrestling. Matter of fact, I I think Wednesday you had Worldwide Wrestling, and Friday you had NWA Pro Wrestling. So pretty much each each day of the week, you had wrestling plus the WWE. Then you had the AWA back in, which was on Channel Eleven, uh, WPIX. So I was it was I was in heaven in '86. You had Scott Hall and Kurt Hennon, who was the uh, AWA tag team champions, who got dethroned by Buddy Rose and Doug Summers managed by the sensational Sherry Martell. You had the world champion Nick Bockwinkle old ass who had got got the got the belt from Stan Hansen because Stan Hansen really wasn't fucking with Vern come to find out. So he went back to Japan because that's where his bread was butted. So Bockwinkle was the chosen one always had been the chosen one. He was like the Ric Flair of the NWA I mean of the AWA Me so you had all this all this wrestling but regardless WWE always stood out But you look at all all the controversy is Yes he was not found guilty back in 90s in in 94 with the steroid trial in which he was almost which he was indicted on uh, trafficking steroids but he wasn't convicted so he got off of that but trust and believe a lot of those wrestlers and people have wrote about it a lot of those wrestlers was pretty much forced because it was implied like you know you get to take this that and third and you know got some Got a good spot for you if you don't I I don't know if I could use you The The way I I will say this You can't put The majority of anybody on a pedestal But The people That might that have been coming out the woodworks to disparage or not. I want to matter of fact, I'm going to say disparage because that sound like I'm caving for them, which I'm not. But the people that come out the woodwork with all this dirt, that's actually been exposed time and time again and kind of quote, unquote, dance on the grave. I wonder if the majority of the people that do, that do that, do they watch football I've had I've had a moral crisis when it comes to following and really, really, really getting into football over the last couple of years, knowing that the NFL don't give a fuck about nobody but the mighty dollar. But I've kind of put that in my mind of I'm watching it for my enjoyment and not expecting them to be, you know, on a moral high ground because they're not. Watching WWE besides Vince McMahon, knowing who they're connected with, it's a more more problem for me. But once again, I have to try to compartmentalize that and say, well, I'm watching it because of my enjoyment. Because I enjoy Big E. I enjoy the New Day. I enjoy whatever. I enjoy Roman. I enjoy the Usos. I enjoy Street Profits. I enjoy... Every damn thing, Bianca, Becky, fuck it. Even I I enjoy hating Charlotte, but for my enjoyment. Do you know how many products we probably use knowingly because we like them? That the backers, we probably don't really know. If we don't know, we probably don't want to know who the backers are. So, if you have that mindset, then I feel like you should be able to express your enjoyment over the last 40 years of what this man has produced freely. Not saying you should go overboard like this man is God's gift because he's not. But I just feel like you should be able to you know, do that without saying, oh, you're 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 a believer in pedophile. Shoot. Do you I am not a believer, nor am I a supporter of R. Kelly, nor will I ever listen to his shit. His shit is in a category of what who what, huh? But if I if a song came on and I didn't turn it off, which I damn sure turn it off. Would that make me a, a, a supporter of pedophiles? Matter of fact, let, let's let's switch court. Let's try. Better example is this: If I enjoy what, listening to Aaliyah, Aaliyah, who was a protege of R. Kelly, would that be, make me a supporter of pedophiles? Think about it. I don't believe it would. This, this ways, matter of fact, I, whatever, whatever. I just, I just feel like some people are going overboard in the shaming and some people are going overboard in the praise. I know there's never a nuance and it's probably always somewhere in the middle, but I'm just speaking about what I know. And I I should have just tore these fucking notes up. Because, yes, yes, sister, ooh, I got notes. So my trusty-ass notes have been sitting here, and I've just been going off the head for as long as I've been going off the head. So I'm going to read down verbatim and hopefully riff off this so I can keep this shit somewhat, somewhat structured. Vince retires. Yeah, we know that. What does it mean for wrestling? Yeah, what does it mean for wrestling? I believe, and the butt is that WWE is probably going to get sold either from Di- by Disney or Universal NBC Group. And if one of those two entities decide to buy WWE, is it just a trophy? Or is it, we own it, we're still going to let the people who run it, run it, as long as it makes us money. Which one is it? Also, with Vince leaving and his antiquated way of thinking, who can be and should be a star? Will that open the floodgates when the AEW contracts start coming, coming due? Before certain wrestler could look like eh, I'm, I as Well, you know, if AEW wants to keep me, I'm even if it's a, you know, at a at a low rate. I might as well just stay over here because there's no way they're going to take me. Now, at least there is a hope, especially with Hunter, with Paul Levesque being the head of creative, because you can see, at least you can look back to his track record and when he was running NXT, in which, yes, of course, it was part of the strategy of hoarding all the top indie talent, and because if they didn't have the certain look that Vince would like, Paul was able to, uh you know, put the, put the WWE spotlight on that individual and keep him away from Vince. Because once he went up to Vince, if he went up to Vince, because one of the notable people that never made it to Vince was Adam Cole. I wonder now if, Adam Cole was coming up, if his contract was coming up as it was last year this time, would he have said, you know what, I'm going to AEW or would he stay to WWE? Probably he would have, went. he still probably still would have made the same decision. But now those are actually thoughts that have popped up in certain individuals' minds instead of automatically where I'm also just Go back on the indies or take this um Below market off from AEW That's what I believe I believe it's going Or I hope That it's going to open up and freshen The world of professional wrestling Because Face it And, and I've told y'all time and time again I, I, I talk and look At wrestling fortunately uh, Or unfortunately from A WWE point perspective because that's what i've been watching for the last what i'm going to be 46 so the last 38 years so that's 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 what i'm doing so i'm also i'm also a realist in knowing that it has been time for a change when it comes to how they present their product how they choose who um, pushes the product forward it's been the same for the last 25 years specifically the last 20 years it's been exactly the same I, I, I know that so hopefully it freshens it up and hopefully we can take or they can take this art form this uh, entertainment platform that they do have to the next level. Now, before I get cut off, Steph, Stephanie McMahon, let's just run down the path over the last month. Before the first allegation came out against her father, Stephanie McMahon was stepping down as the CBO, the Chief Brand Officer of the WWE. And the word was that she was just going home to uh, attend to her family and to spend time with her family. Because Paul Levesque had just, well, he was recovering from his heart situation over the last year. It was a lot of stress. He was getting healthier. And he, she just went to, uh, you know, just spend some family time. Then the word get, got out that you know they were trying to start a smear campaign, saying that she was incompetent, um, you know, which uh she wasn't doing the job to the best of his ability, um, and so forth, which was surprising to those on the inside because she's a McMahon. Not only is she is she a McMahon, she is also the McMahon that you know you cannot get away with talking about. Shane was never, never, ever going to be in play of owning the company or running the company. It was always Steph. So Stephanie went from stepping down to being asked to come in or being installed as the temporary CEO when the allegations cranked up the notch. Once she got installed as the temporary CEO, then you started to start you started to see things starting to change a little bit, at least structurally. John Laurinaitis nice was ushered out, or should I say, gave a suspended leave, leave absence, so forth. Then you have Paul Levesque coming back, um, being more active. When it comes to the actual day-to-day, when it comes to uh, going back down to the performance center, word got out that he said he's back during a meeting. But let's take that with a grain of salt, which I'll get into later. The grain of salt meaning they. Yes, they. Them. Who? What? Huh? Yeah. So, you started seeing it. Then, right when the rumors are starting to say, "Well, you know, maybe Vince is still doing Vince," that's why he just put his daughter up there because she's just gonna, you know, do everything she he want to do anyway. So, uh, you know, who, how how true is how true is this? Then Vince retires. Tony Khan, Tony Khan, who has been very instrumental in uh, acquiring the big deals that WWE has, that's that's allowed WWE to actually coast over the last three years when they have actually become a very, very uh, creatively inept organization. Yeah, I'm on my big worst shit. Ha, 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 you know, Tony Khan was announced as a co-CEO along with Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon, who was the other co-CEO. So it's as simple as that. Tony Khan is going to handle the business part, meaning, and this is not a slight against Stephanie, but the negotiating part the, the uh, you know uh keeping uh keeping contact with the with the partners that's that's getting them getting them to be a 4 or 5 bi- uh 4 or 5 billion dollar value company that's going to be totally calm stephanie is going to handle the wrestling business point of things and she's going to allow her husband to continue hopefully continue the vision that he was trying to put in place in, in, in Nxt but all for all those who believe that he's going to put NXt back to black and gold uh ah, 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 ah. right now he's in charge of the big boy his man his right hand man is running Nxt the in order for, they, they just rebranded to strip away that rebrand and then put back the old, the old paint would be taking a step back. And one thing that we should... The reason why we uphold the old NXT black and gold brand is because they were innovative. He was always starting the, the takeovers with, we are the future. We are NXT. We're next. Let the rainbow brand continue to be 2.0. Maybe make it a little bit more serious. You know, pretty much do the the, the whole Paul Heyman technique. Amplify the positive. Hide the negative. That's what they do. But his focus has to be on the big boy. You have a lot of talent. A lot of talent that's on that main roster that is not being utilized. That, are, that that the morale is down because they figure, I'm trying to change. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that, but I'm creatively stifled. It's up to Paul to allow those, if he deems fit. If he doesn't, Hopefully, there's not a lot of people that was talking shit when he was gone. Now, yeah, he has tried to build bridges with those that he that maybe he had heat with, and he's going to think big picture. Um, which god above all. I believe so, because at the end of the day, I really believe he's thinking, "Yo, this is me and my wife." my wife is putting me back here i love her i i that's one that's one relationship i'm not going to lie that's one relationship throughout all the years you can really never believe that it was on the outs you thought it was fake like all right we're just going to smile and smile for the fam for the family for the camera vince and linda they've been finished for years Look at Linda. Do you do you fucking blame Vince? Tell you the truth, allegedly. Matter of fact, not allegedly. I no, I'm not gonna say I because I don't do shit. Allegedly, you know, Linda probably liked some of the choices that Vince was choosing, but I doubt that'll get out. Allegedly. Does that cover me? Allegedly. <laughs> but yeah. You know, I mean, you never thought you never looked at them and said, you know what, I think they fake. You know, but what I'm going to do now is I'm going to stop here and when I come back, uh put a bow to this. And uh, get into why they, them, who, what, where, how, was wrong. Again. Again. And again. They were wrong again. I don't know what they are talking about, but they were wrong again. And shout out, doubt doubt they are listening, but if it gets back to them, shout out to Eve, shout out to the Black Announce Table, five years in running, shout out to big things y'all doing, you know, and definitely shout out to y'all all success. Shout out to hashtag them, hashtag they, referring to, you know, The Dirty Sheets. Shout out to the hashtag. This past Friday, right before SmackDown, because when Vince McMahon retired, it was only a couple hours before SmackDown was on the air. Word got out that Brock Lesnar was pissed off and said, you know what? Fuck that. And then the murder war... The immortal words of Brian Alvarez that'll live forever on in Twitter infamy, I guess. He said, sources say, Brock said to this effect, if he leaves, I leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was so iconic that the Count Jimmy's famous seafood. Quote tweeted Brian Avarez and said, Really? I believe with the picture of Brock attending the end of SmackDown. Now, my my thing is, me personally, Donnie fucking ooh, my thing is, wouldn't you rather be right than be first? In the rush to being first, everybody said, Oh turmoil oh he's leaving blah, blah 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 fine i my thing is after the fact i don't want to say i don't want to hear after the fact after multiple sources confirmed that yes he was talked to he was calmed down that's that's a lot la- that's why he came back to uh at the end of the show to do xyz So I, I want to hear. Well, this is what happened. Maybe you should have waited for what happened. Maybe you should have waited until after the show came and said, "Yo, do you know how close it was that he wasn't going to appear?" But no, of course, because everybody needs to scoop right away, right away, right away, right away, and nobody was fucking right. Same shit happened to fucking MJF. Everybody was like, "Oh, he's on that plane. Oh, which go? He had a plane. You know, he had a plane ticket booked. Oh, just a." This will which go this is work, this will shoot, this will shoot, this will work. I, I'm not I ain't gonna lie, I got caught up in the bullshit my damn self. You know what's fucked up about it? Business wise, that shit happened, what, Memorial Day weekend? It's almost August. So that's almost two months later. Buzz has died down. The longer they want to keep it keep it drawn out to try to make it look like a shoot shoot. It just makes it look like, yo, do y'all know what, what the fuck y'all doing? All right, maybe after a month, at least some type of murmurs. You haven't heard nothing. Everything's been cold silence. But either, either way. My question is this. If all these writers... All these reporters have the sources that they say they do. And it's not just a lot of, all right, I'm going to give you some information. You connect the dots. And even that, if that was being said, with with that being said, how come nobody in any inkling that this shit was going to drop about Vince and John Lloyd Nights and the whole company how come nobody knew shit and everybody's playing catch up right now how come the real journalists and i and I'll put that in quotation post, quotation marks my damn self but how come the outside the outside the wrestling bubble the mainstream journalists Got all this information, all this dirt on what was happening in the industry during that um during that length of time between 2006 and 2018, when old girl doubled back and was like, "Yo, you gonna give me this bread right when you about to get the bag?" Because remember, 2018 was right around the time they got all the TV money. They start doing the bullshit with Saudi. They got the bullshit Saudi money. Came back 12 years later, right when they about to get the bag. It was like, yo, (laughs) I could really. Maybe we we need to renegotiate. How come it took for them to find out all this and all the rest of the media, especially back then? Didn't know a damn thing. And now you want to hear, well, you know, I heard murmurs that it was X, Y, Z. Yeah, No, 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 no. I don't want to hear about I heard. So, other words, you was withholding that information for what? Now it's free to be let let known? So y'all, y'all allowing the mainstream media to fucking scoop, y'all? Yeah, I'm don't give a fuck about I don't give a fuck about it. I'm not a fucking reporter. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It just, it's just convenient convenient the ones that make money off of it not the not the yeah not the ones that don't make money off but the ones that make money off it like legit five figure money let's just say five figure money low five figures 20 10 20 thousand dollars off it 30 thousand dollars off this shit How are you credible now? I just want to know, are you really credible? Is there any type of credibility or are you going to keep on regurgitating stories that you've been sitting on for four months and it just happens to be perfect timing to put those fluff pieces out? I wonder, I wonder. I'm just saying nobody in particular because it's just not. Anyway, one last story time with Donnie O, oh, and it's a very, very quick story time it's concerning wrestling because I broke it up into two pieces because I didn't really want to monopolize. The topic at hand. Back in the 90s, I had a break and a lot of people had the same break that grew up in the golden eighties. Back in the nineties, I had a break of wrestling for about four years from right around the time that Hulk Hogan pulled that bullshit at WrestleMania nine. And that was, uh, that was right around the time of the steroid shit was, was starting to brew and they lost a lot of uh syndication. They lost a lot of sponsorships or what have you. So you couldn't find this shit. The shit wasn't readily available. I was, I was, I was, wrestling was only some shit that I could pick up a magazine now and then. Even the magazines were scarce between 93 and 97. 96, 97. 96, WCW, this is right when Hulk Hogan was about to debut. You had the outsiders holding Nash, you know, Diesel and and Razor Ramon. They they switched sides. And WCW used to come on New at New York. I mean, on New in New York, if you didn't have cable, um, used to come on like Saturday night, like twelve thirty mid twelve thirty midnight. So I had to get this shit in before I fucking get the fuck out of here. So uh on an occasion, you know, me and my bro Cool, you know, which go, we'd be together, whatever, doing what we do, and we were watching TV and TV, I was like, oh, all of a sudden she's a come on. And this is right around the time right before the NWA NWO was formed. Cause he was talking about who's gonna be the third man. But in between, the the stars of Worldwide back then in 96, and they might be on the peacock. Matter of fact, not on the peacock. The the cock. They might be on the cock right as we're talking about it, right as I'm talking about it, right as I'm talking about it. Yeah, I said it three times. Right to DDP. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. The MVPs of Worldwide was Ming in the barbarian. But the barbarian, we did not call the barbarian. No, 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 no. You know what we called the barbarian? The Barbation. <laughs> the Barbation. <laughs> Cause for real, and this is no shame. <laughs> this is actually ignorant to my part. I didn't know what the pronunciation for or what was called a person from Barbados. I know Trinidadian, we Trini. You know Jamaican, Jamaican. Bar- Barbados, I just thought it was Barbadian. <laughs> so... I never knew about patient <laughs> so anyway so i don't even know how that ended up being the barbarian's name it was just like it's a perfect blend he's not the barbarian he's the barbarian <laughs> i'm a fucked up dude anyway anyway <laughs> i'm pro uh anyway Um, yeah, story time with Donnie over, um, I guess salute to Vince McMahon. I guess that was an attitude error type joke. Um, like I said, that was back in my, that was 25 years ago. Don't fucking hold me to 25 shit that happened 25 years ago. I was a, I was a young lad. Yeah, I was a young lad. Like, shoot, I was barely old enough to drink. No, I, I, matter of fact, I wasn't. Matter of fact, ninety six. Yeah, I wasn't even twenty yet. Yeah, so that's all the cover I got. And I'm I'm reminiscing over a story that shit have happened, not something that happened recently, something that happened years and years and years ago. So don't try to put that little fucking red fucking uh uh red letter on me, red dot on me. No, homie, ain't about that, homie. <laughs> i'm bugging anyway I, like i said i say all that to say you know uh i guess you know venture man has been you know you had a had a, you had a one you had a career a very interesting career very controversial career a very um innovative career never say uh not uh never say least and um yeah never thought it would happen like this i guess everybody thought he would probably just die in that position but remember my last little tidbit remember vince mcmahon ultimately still owns twenty fifty one 51 percent yes that's right 51% of the controlling interest of that company. So, at any time he decides, you know what, I want to cash my shit in and he gets that offer and he able to literally even if he's able to do it now, but get enough money that he can just swim in like Scrooge McDuck it would not Surprised me at the least. So now, I guess the WWE is going through a new era, and at least from last Friday and this Monday night night raw, I I could truthfully say those three hours I won't say flew by, but they were no long they weren't a struggle as they've been consistently in the past. It was just a a, a different energy, uh, combined with them being in Madison Square Garden, combined with them being that being the the uh, the Go Home Show before the SummerSlam uh, Extravaganza. You know, so yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I personally believe that there's not gonna be any type of drastic changes. Until after SummerSlam. If anything, maybe not until after the lead up to uh, Clash at the Castle or whatever the fuck they call it. You know, so that would probably be like beginning of September, right around the time they uh, start doing a draft. The rumored draft is supposed to happen in September. And I think that's right around the time you'll start seeing some changes visible to the eye. By that time, you'll have at least about a, a good month, um, a month track record to see what they're trending towards. You know, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. <coughs> well, people, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie Oop podcast. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of y'all for making these the podcast y'all choose to listen to. Yeah, I got kind of caught in between words, so I just kind of tried to finesse that shit out, and I'm talking right now to try to distract y'all from the fact that I just tried to smooth that shit out right then and there. Next week, matter of fact, scratch that probably this coming late wednesday night early sunday morning not too long after the the conclusion of the first salvo of this year's 2022 subway series between the yankees and my amazons have been in the books, I will double back for a quick reaction episode. And like I said in the intro, and I will say it now, hopefully I will be basking in this glory of the victory. Either the victory of the series, the victory of that night, or just the victory of me being able to record and talk mucho, mucho, mucho shit about those stinking fucking Yankees. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll probably let y'all know on that episode what's coming up next week. What I'm leaning toward right now, and once again, you know, I know, I'm sorry, y'all non-wrestling listeners but it's probably going to lean in that direction again because SummerSlam is coming up this upcoming Saturday night so I was going to um, preview this, this upcoming SummerSlam and then when the Vince McMahon story dropped I'm like okay well nah, that's going to be overkill so if anything then I can review this summer, summer Slam Extravaganza, but um, that's what I'm leaning toward. But I'll let y'all know definitely. Late Wednesday night, early Sunday morning. Yeah, so that is that. And um, wait one minute. I had to take a sip of the cranberry juice. I had to lubricate the pipes pause because you know what time it is is your favorite time of this show as well as mine which i should take offense to but i don't because as long as y'all enjoy any parts of this show i am truly and great i am truly grateful i'm true truly 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 appreciate it what was i saying oh yeah Almost lost track, of, almost lost my train of thought. Hit on the blocks! EasyTree.me slash Roy EasyTree.me slash Roy for everything Donnie O. This podcast you're listening to can be heard at EasyTree.me slash Roy Donnie O. Salty Thoughts of Donnie merch, which will be updated very, very soon so you can check that out at easytree.me/rudodaniu and as always if you want to hear some classic 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 music some classic fire some classic hits from yours truly that could be also that also can be heard at easytree.me/rudodaniu the salty thoughts of Donnie Oom podcast is available on multiple streaming platforms wherever podcasting is available. Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts, amongst others. And if that fails, you can always take my RSS feed, insert it directly into your podcasting apparatus, and you know what'll happen. That's right, Donnie. Ooh's black ass will pop up on said feed. You can also follow slash contact Donnie Ooh on the following social media platforms Facebook, you can catch me at Donnie Ooh, yeah. Twitter, you can catch me at, at Donnie. O, oh. yeah. At Donnie. O, oh. and on TikTok. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying it my damn self. On TikTok, you can catch me also at Donnie, this time, underscore, oh, yeah. And I guess if you really need to contact me, you can email me at donnie.oo at gmail.com. Ain't that a bitch? All those Donnie fucking ways to get in touch with Donnie. Ooh. yeah. So I guess those are the plugs for me. Now the plugs for others. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast. Check out the Black Wrestling Podcast on YouTube, like, and subscribe. Check them out each and every Thursday night, approximately 8.35, where they go BRP Live. Check out the homies Math, Kyle, Drip, Fam, and Mimi. Check them out on YouTube, like, and subscribe. Check them out on Patreon slash Black Wrestling. Pay to one or pay to ten. No matter what you do, check them out on YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check out my homie, the Mojo King and his Hidden Gems Golf. That's right. Check out the Mojo King and his Hidden Gems Golf. Where each week he unearths all the hidden gems in the world of fantasy golf. Check them out. Each week, approximately either Tuesdays, if he's feeling generous, but definitely Wednesdays, where he will prep you for the upcoming week's big tournaments. Check out the Mojo King in his Hidden Gems golf. But also, check him out because I've told y'all, if you're a new listener, and I've been told the to old listeners, the Mojo King likes to double dip. And double dip he does with hip hop hidden gems. That's right, hip hop hidden gems with the Mojo King and his partner really Freeman. On earth, all the hidden gems in the history of hip hop. Their latest offering: one verse, one jewel, one jewel. One verse. They break down the seminal classic from the homie Ho C, Time's Up. From Time's Up. A 90s classic. They break down the verse down to a fine China. Check out the Mojo King and his hidden hip hop Hidden Gems, and is Hidden Gems Golf, both a part of the
2: 19.
0: You know who else is a part of the 19. G.I. That's right. G.I. Gimmick. G-I. G-I. Infringement. Winchester and McDowell, in which each week they recap the happenings in the world of professional wrestling, AEW specifically. But no, 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 no. no. That's going to shortchange the fellas. No, 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 no. They have started to branch out, they have started to spread their. Spread their wings. They have started to let the world know who the fuck they are. Salute to y'all. Gimmick Infringement. Winchester and McDowell. Winchester and McDowell. Each week, come up with segments of how to take time of one day when you have children. But no, no, no A rose with Tyler. A rose with Tyler. McDowell. In which each week he will let y'all know the ins and outs what happened on this past week's episode of the Bachelorette. And to follow that up, if you go to gimmickinfringement.com, yeah, I told y'all, they letting their nuts hang to this shit. If you go to gimmickinfringement.com, they're doubling up with article after article after article on both. The Vince McMahon retirement. Word to Brad Winchester. And the Rose. Matter of fact, the Rose Report. With Tyler McDowell. Winchester and McDowell. Kimmy infringement. Damn it. Salute to y'all brothers. You know, you know, you know, you know what? I'm really trying not to. I'm really trying to remain remain calm because the Subway Series is coming up and I have all this angst coming up. But I'm going to remain calm because at the end of the day. This is my plugs. This is where I show love. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Love. Ah, no, no, no. I, y'all know what the fuck I'm saying. Gimmick infringement. Winchester and McDowell on all streaming platforms, wherever podcasting is available. And on YouTube, specifically YouTube, because, just because, because you can see the beautiful artistic vision, the beautiful graphic knowledge of Mr. Winchester. On YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're gonna go to YouTube, like and subscribe. Winchester McDowell, Gimmick and Frenchman. They both are a part of the 19 media Body more bottles on YouTube, like and subscribe. Body more bottles on YouTube, like and subscribe. Body more bottles episode number 47 the latest body more bottles review the finest juices and berries I will read the following in this episode we review Sirarak's newest vodka passion and pomegranate at the review of each we make we then make a mixed drink with both vodkas. Be sure to check out their sponsor, Truth Outfitters, on IG. And their website at truthoutfittersapparel.com. Check out Body More Bottles on YouTube. Like and subscribe. The number one review show in Baltimore. And I'm a Brooklyn motherfucker. And I know that. So y'all better get up on the movement. Y'all better get up on the wave. Body More Bottles but more buttons on YouTube. Like and subscribe. What the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, it's been a it's been a good episode. It's gonna been, been a good episode. I really didn't mean to, you know, uh take up all your time. Well should I say, yeah, take up all your time or all the all the anticipation of when when y'all were gonna get this long-awaited, much-awaited, much-needed episode of the Salty Thoughts of Donnie O' Podcast. As always, I appreciate, once again, each and every one of y'all. And, uh, yeah. So I won't draw this out any further. I will bid y'all adieu to the middle of the week. Until then, my friends, goodbye! Bye!